Liquor Talk, brand new episode, starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of Liquor Talk Podcast. It's your man, Victor. Go ahead and like, subscribe, go ahead and share wherever, wherever you get your podcast at. Go ahead and share the page. Thank you all for supporting, whether you've been supporting on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast at. Thank you to those who have been tuning in on YouTube as well. I want to appreciate everybody. And also, we got a guest today. We gonna Ooh. oh, it's going down, y'all. We gonna talk about some sex, y'all. She's the host of the Sex Experience Podcast. She is the fairy sex mother. Selena Ooh. checking in today. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Another That's wonderful time day. to get to record Look at Talk. So I do appreciate you for being a guest on short notice. I, I highly do appreciate it. Of course, no problem. All right, so tell everybody about yourself. Tell, tell everybody about yourself, about your podcast. Talk to me now. Well, like you said, my name is Selena, but I go by Fairy Sex Mother. And basically, I am an intimacy coach with the goal to help couples and or individuals reach their freaky side, bring out their inner porn star, bring out that inner demon time. And I do that with one-on-one coaching sessions. I specialize in talking about fellatio, which is the art of sucking dick. And I also have a special class where I talk about backdoor action, which is anal sex. And I am the host of the Sex Experience podcast, where I basically just talk my shit. (laughs) And I either talk about the freaky things I've done in life, um, my embarrassing stories, fun facts about sex that you probably never thought about, and whatever else is going on in the world of sex. And I got an opinion about it. I talk my shit. (laughs) That's real. That's real. Now, I know somebody listening out there is probably not going to like to hear you specialize in anal play, but... I'm, uh, I'm, I'll get to that in a little while, but, <laughs> but like I said, let's get to know you. What got you into being an intimacy coach? Um, To be honest, I've always been like a freak. I reached my, I learned this from a sex educator that I follow. Her name is Tayomi, that everyone has moments where they reach sexual peaks And that's when they started to learn about, you know, their likes, dislikes, kinks. That's like the kickoff. And my kickoff was when I first made out with this guy in third grade. And I was like, what the fuck? I like this. This is kind of cool. And then in like the eighth grade, (laughs) I was sucking dick. (laughs) And so um, it just became a thing where I was was always a sexually liberated or freaky person. And... But what I pride myself on is education. Like, even if I do do something with you, I want to know, like, when was the last time you did something? When do you shower? How often do you go to the doctor? Do you get tested? Do you use condoms? What kind of condoms? Do you use flavored condoms? Do you use natural skin? Uh, Lubricated? Do you use lube? Um, Do you like flavored lube? Like, I ask so many questions related to sex before I even want to do something with somebody. So... I kind of just took that energy of like, you know what? I can be this freaky girl all day, every day, but I'm still like taking care of my personal health and my mental health. So why not teach other people how to do the same thing? And that's what kind of like just kicked it off. Wow. that That's a lot right there. That is real. Y'all are getting <laughs> some realness within the first three minutes of liquor talk. That, that's amazing. <laughs> I really respect that. I really applaud it, you know. You really hit the nail on the head. You brought up some things that I wouldn't even think to ask somebody, you know. It's for like, real. Wow, you, you just, you just, you know what I'm saying? You, I guess we take sex for granted. It just happens, you know. We don't yeah. do our homework on it before we have sex. 
you got to be mentally, somebody has to mentally stimulate you before they can like get into the physical and then get into the sexual. So it's like, if I can't hold a conversation with you, then I'm damn sure not going to be able to have sex with you because I like to talk during sex. So if I'm asking you like, does this feel good? Do you like it here? Do you like it there? And you're just like, yeah, uh uh-huh, sure. I'm gonna be like, well, get the fuck out. <laughs> damn, like, you, you, damn, you've done that to do before. Yes, um, my boyfriend just um called me out the other day. How I used to um, like if a person was not up to my expectations once they got naked, I would walk out on them. And so I've done that to people before. Like if you just weren't what I expected or you hyped yourself up to be, I would walk out. <laughs> Damn, damn. So what is not meeting expectations? Because I feel like a lot of women do this to men and us men, we need to know, like, what's not meeting expectations? It's just the shit that you're talking, to be honest. Like, size, honestly, does not matter because I have had sex with, like, average size penis men. I've had sex with large. I've had sex with what is considered small. It's just, like, size is not the thing. What matters is what you do with it. And a lot of people assume that just because you got a big dick or if a man or a penis owner is um, above average, that means it's good. No, it just means it's bigger. (laughs) Like, and size honestly doesn't even matter when you're excited anyways, because well, me as a vagina owner, um, when blood starts rushing to like my clitoris and my vaginal lips and all that other kind of stuff, like, I'm going to be happy. I get aroused. I'll be excited to see the person regardless of what your size is. But if you don't have, like, a good stroke, if you can't eat it right, if you can't even fucking finger me, like, you're struggling to put on a condom, you, um, your foreplay is whack, your breath stinks as we're kissing, your house is not, like, up to par, like, <laughs> you're just not setting the standard for yourself. Like, it sh- if you're showing me that you don't have good ethics then I'm just going to get the fuck out. <laughs> wow. That's so real. That's so real. Now, you said a lot that we're going to get back to. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to cover all this, you know what I'm saying? Because we're going we're gonna to cover it all on this edition of Liquor Talk, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we got the fairy sex mother here who's just dropping dimes on y'all. And also, I, your boy's intrigued, but before <laughs> we get there, <laughs> we don't get, I like to do a little icebreaker. I got four questions for you, you know what I'm saying? You, uh, the best four questions. Um, it's a random question game. I pulled from a deck of cards. Got four cards. I try to get every suit in just to get to know you a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Just to, so that way people can get to know the woman behind the fairy sex. You know. So let's start okay. with the first one. Oh shit! We starting off already. We got the ace of spades. The ace of spades. What is the most uncomfortable place you've ever had sex? Huh. The most uncomfortable place. Uncomfortable meaning like okay, uncomfortable as in like it was awkward to be there, or uncomfortable as in like I was in weird positions because of the space that I was in. Oh well let's go for both. Let's let's start with uh awkward and being in a weird place and then and it followed up with the one where it's uh, um awkward as in position. Okay, the weird place where it was just awkward was a trap house. <laughs> like it was like a, um it was like an abandoned, not abandoned, but it was just like a trap house. Oh, you got it on in, in the trap house. <laughs> yeah, the person that I was like, he wasn't my boyfriend or nothing. He was just my fuck buddy. Um <laughs> 
we needed like somewhere to go because he had things to do and I had and I was planning on going to my friend's house to study. So we just needed like somewhere to do it quick. And so the quickest option was the trap house. <laughs> and it was just awkward because it's just like at any moment somebody could just walk in and be like, hey, let me da 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 da. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was that. And then one that was like weird positions was <laughs> when I was in college with <laughs> when I was in college with my boyfriend, um, we had sex and um we're both we were at the time we were both music majors. I graduated with my bachelor's in music performance. And at the time he was a music major. So we were we were getting ready for choir practice. And in one of the practice rooms, we had did the deed. And it was just uncomfortable because of how the practice rooms are set up. Like they're set up like it's a p it's a big ass piano, and it's a chair. And the room is like <laughs> the size of a box. It's wow, it's not enough space to really like do the deed. But when you want it, you got to do what you got to do to get what you want. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. A music major is so interested in sex. Wow, that's that's fascinating right there. Like, yeah. I bet y'all making all kind of music that night. <laughs> Man, what? I have a 24-hour sex playlist on Apple Music. <laughs> oh, yeah. I might need to take a look at that because Lil knows I need to update my sex playlist. But hey. it's hard to update the sex playlist when you don't use it, so. Oh, well... But see, sex, it doesn't always have to do with, like, the physical act of it. Like, I can mentally, or I, and I know other people, they can mentally have sex. And sometimes when it's just you and your thoughts, that can be, like, annoying, irritating, or boring. So then you got music in the background that makes you, like, think about sex or that helps bring your visuals to life. It just in your mind, like a, like a movie playing in your head. Then it's kind of, it's one of those things, too. Interesting, interesting. All right, mm -hmm. that's next uh, for you. Um, the King of Diamonds. That question is, let's see, King of Diamonds. Do you like to share everything to social media or is there a limit on what you share? Oh, there's a huge limit. Um, because I'm an intimacy coach, I share a lot of my sex life because, I mean, that's what I preach, basically. But... um my personal, personal life, I don't share. I only share enough so that way if anyone is trying to reach me or contact me, they know what could be going on. Like recently I had a death in my family, so I had to like cancel events that I had coming up or like an event that I had coming up just because of the situation. But for the most part, the only thing that you'll know is like, oh, if, I, if I'm sucking dick or if I got a new sucking dick class coming up, <laughs> that's about <laughs> it. Hey, um, I'm sorry for your loss of your family. You know, I recently had a loss of my family too. So oh, I feel your that. pain. It's, it's, it's all good. You know, so you, you get through it the best way you know how. So definitely. And, just, and also, you just got to be like, would this person really want me to sit here moaning and being depressed? Or would this person want me to continue life? live life and just know that they're in a better place facts facts and that's why i had to tell myself several times and then of course like we all know it's a healing process but you know it's cool life goes yes. on yes it's cool it's, it's definitely cool um oh i got the two clubs this has been a popular question what is one state in america you say you'll never you'd never want to visit again 
a state in America <laughs> that I would never want to visit again. Um, a state, it would probably be Alabama, but that's stupid because my college, my undergrad college is in Alabama. What well, college you graduated from? Alabama State University. Yes, for the HBCU. Of course. Yes. yes. ASU. Yes. And I played You talked to over here. You talked to FAMU over here. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw in your yes. bio. I was like, oh, it's an HBCU grad. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it when we talk to HBCU grads. You know? Yes. No, I, you know, I want my visit to Alabama State for homecoming. Actually, I said that. No, you can't, do, you can't do homecoming. To be honest, you ask any ASU student, you got to visit Labor Day Classic or you got to go to Birmingham for Turkey Day. Not Turkey Day. For uh, Magic City Classic. Turkey Day Classic is cool. The only thing is that's our homecoming and it's on Thanksgiving. So it's just kind of like, you know, you're either going to watch a football game in person or you're going to spend time with your family. If you go to Alabama State, you're going to be like, man, fuck my family. I'm going to go to the game. But then, you know, as you get older, you're like, okay, let me spend time with family and stuff like that. But definitely Labor Day Classic. Oh, that's the who? That's that's the litmus right there. See, y'all might have to catch me at the Magic City game because I know Labor Day, I think Sam is going to be playing Jackson State down in Miami. And, mm. of course, yeah, of course, then we want to go down to South Florida and watch, um, watch our Rattlers, you know what I'm saying? So. Y'all deep here in Florida, too. I just moved down here. I was like, well, hot damn. Wait, hold on. What part of Florida are you in? Jacksonville. Oh, my mama's in Jacksonville. I left Jacksonville a year ago. Oh, wow. I want to go further south because I thought Jacksonville would be, like, hot all the time. It's hot majority of the time. I want to be hot See, all the time. <laughs> then you got to get out of Jacksonville, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. um, all, any other part of Florida, you're going to be hot all the time. But That's Jacksonville, like. Tallahassee, the whole North Florida, you're going to get all four seasons. But if you want the experience hot all the time, either Tampa, Miami, or Orlando. Bet. Say less. And if you could, and also whenever you drop by in Tampa, let your boy know. Of course, I want to go to Tampa because I I love Bush Gardens. I used to go there when I was a kid, and I used to like uh get the parrots on my arms and stuff. I like doing stuff like that. <laughs> that's real. That's real. But yeah, pull up on me in Tampa. We're talking. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. The last question for you: Do soul? Do you believe soulmates? Do you believe in soulmates? Yeah, but there's different kinds of soulmates. Not all soulmate is somebody that you're like in a relationship with. Like I have a one of my best friends is my soulmate. Not even just one. I have three. Who? Not even three. I have a few best friends, honestly, that are like my soulmates. But I'm not intimate with them. I've never been intimate with them. And yeah, but we just we click and we understand each other and we know like if we fuss or fight we're always going to come back. And I have I feel like I've had this kind of group of friends in this life and in life's before. And so I know I'm going to have like that relationship in life's after. That's real. That's real. Hey, you got through the questions. You didn't make anybody pretty this. So y'all, y'all <laughs> take a shot if y'all want to, but you don't have to take a shot. You know what? I'll give you a free shot at me. I'll give you like two free shots at me. What's something you want to know? Hmm. Hmm. Keep thinking, y'all. What is the what is the craziest thing a girl ever said to you in bed? The craziest thing the girls ever said to me in bed. 
is, oops, I farted. <laughs> and, I'm like, and we had just got done, and um, and I feel a warm breeze on my dick, and I'm like, oh, what? oh, <laughs> did it not feel? Did it feel good? Like, not trying to be gross, but. <laughs> Some people have weird kinks. Well, not weird kinks. We don't kink shame. But some people have kinks. So, you know, did it feel good? Or that was ain't like, one oh, of my kinks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know how to take that as as we just got done and you farting on my dick. I didn't know how to take that. So Maybe it was, she, it was so good that her body was relaxed. So she was able to release things that was trapped inside. <laughs> well, at least she didn't take a shit on it. <laughs> Well, well, at least it's not a two girls in one cup situation. Oh, hell no. <laughs> All right. Well, you got another question for me? Uh, or do you someone, just want to ask? Go ahead. Has someone ever thrown up while giving you head? Hell no. I've never seen that happen. Really? Really? That happened? Yeah, that happens. It happens to some people. It's happened to me before a few times. <laughs> oh, what y'all got gag reflexes or something? Um, no. The first time it happened to me, I finished. I just ate Taco Bell, and <laughs> the rest is history. You can't eat a quesadilla. You can't have a Taco Bell quesadilla and then like put something in the back of your throat like five minutes after. That's that's not smart. Yeah, that's not smart. Oh, so let's just get to it then. Um, let's just get all these sex questions up. So since you just said that, how long should somebody wait to, after eating to have sex? 30 minutes. 30 minutes, that's all it takes? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because technically, that's- um, you know, it gives you time for your food to digest. Well, not digest completely, but, you know, process. You might drink water or whatever juice you're drinking in between the time. You're drinking that, and it's helping like push push some of the foods that's probably clogging your throat down. Um, that's like one episode of Family Guy. You know, you got time to chill, engage, analyze your body to make sure like you're even okay to do anything. And it's just the same thing like going swimming. Like as soon if you eat a sandwich at the side of the pool, they say wait thirty minutes before you get into the pool. I mean, if you finna go diving in the pussy or in the booty hole or on the dick, you know, whatever, in the mouth, <laughs> wait 30 minutes. That's real. That's real. So I guess, I guess let's say you go on a date and stuff. I guess maybe you need to sneak some drinks in between there before go, going back to that place. I mean, you know, even going back to somebody's place, it takes time because you still got to drive. You got to basically pay for the bill. And, you know, depending on how long that takes, then you got to drive. And then on the drive there, you know, you're having like the conversations and seeing how it goes. Then by the time you get there, you know, you still got to go. People want to go and like freshen up. Sometimes like, you know, girls before like we do the deed, we'll go to the bathroom and be like, hold on one second. I have to check. I have to use the restroom real quick, but we're really in there like checking our lady parts. I'm pretty sure there's been moments where guys, they have to go and like make sure they male parts are straight, you know, want to spray down a little bit, light a candle, <laughs> have a yes, little music yes. playing, set a yes, vibe. Definitely. <laughs> yes, definitely set a vibe. Definitely. So, you know, all that that's 30 minutes low key right there in itself, having to drive back to their place or ride back. Who's to say you even drove yourself? Like, Y'all could have just met there and agreed to meet somewhere. You still got getting your cars, you know? Exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, that does have, that does take some time and that does eat us some time. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk to More You Drink, the better we sound. We got the very <laughs> sex mother on with us today, y'all. So tell me, what is your favorite liquor or do you even drink? Oh, I do. My favorite liquor, hard liquor, is tequila. Tequila is my best friend. Um, mm. Whenever I drink her, me and her get really feisty and get really crazy, but in a good way. Um, and if I'm like on some chill stuff, I do drink wine. I like Taylor Port for when I'm feeling like I want to be like ghetto chill, like raunchy and chill. I like Taylor Port. And if I'm just like chill, chill, like I want to go to bed and I have to read a book for work, like for work or for school or something, then I drink like a Riesling. That's real. So what's the best drink you've had that, you know what I'm saying, just help the men out, like, know what they can keep on deck at their house to where that you done had the best sex on? When you own this, I've had, I had the best sex or some good sex. Well, one of the best sexual moments of my life, funny enough, was um, when I was drinking E&J Apple. <laughs> A dark <I> liquor? <laughs> yes. Like, because tequila now, like, when I have sex on tequila, I'm more, not even just tequila. When I have sex now, because of, like, life experiences and knowledge that I have, of course, it's, like, it's different. But, like, some of the wild, funny, crazy sex I've had was on dark liquor. And it was E&J Apple. And me and my partner was taking shots of it and answering questions. And we finished, like, a whole bottle and then if you ask him, he's going to be like, he blacked out and he just woke up with me riding his dick. You asked me the story. I am. He gave me head first and then I started riding. And yeah. <laughs> mm. So would you recommend that to everybody? The best sex happens on dark liquor. Ooh. Man, yeah. Dark, dark liquor and lemonade. But I feel like homemade lemonade always hits better than store-bought lemonade unless you get it from Chick-fil-A. And like a recipe one of my friends made, or one of my old friends had made, was um, E&J apple and Chick-fil-A lemonade. You mix that together. It's like a concoction. And it's so freaking good. But you can, if, of course, E&J, that's like low shelf. So, of course, you get crown apple or crown peach and get you some lemonade. But I say homemade lemonade. Mix it together. Listen, listen. The best thing I do is either Publix lemonade or Chick Fil A lemonade. But I might have to, I might have to try that Chick Fil A lemonade because I never really buy a joke from them. You know, so I might have to. Bro, it busts it, but get it with no ice, so that way they fill it up to the top, and that way when you get home, you can mix it however you want to, and it's not like watered down. And ooh, I'm telling you, like one of the flavored brown liquors and Chick Fil A lemonade. It's fabulous. <laughs> oh, you just gave me a drink combination. You are the real MVP. Got she you. just gave me a drink combination to try y'all. So y'all try it at home and y'all try it and y'all tell me what y'all think, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Look at Talk. And this is a sex episode. We'll call this Flex 2022 because mm -hmm. it's time to flex. Time to talk about sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Now, an avid listener of the show wanted to know something. I had to get this on because this person probably didn't listen to all 200 episodes of Look at Talk. So I had to get this on for them. What would you think if you have a boyfriend that y'all y'all be having sex all the time, but yet it's not enough for him? Number one, it's not enough for him. Number two, he says he'd rather jack off than have sex with you because he's tired. 
And number three, he really wants to have anal porn. He wants to do anal, but she won't do anal. So, Davin, help help this listen out. What do you think it is? Because he she also mentions he would love the weather, look at porn while she laying in the bed as well. So, Davin, what do you think? What are you what are you thinking from that? Well, for one, that's kind of aggressive. Like, just to tell someone, I'd rather jack off than fuck you. First of all, how would you like it if I came to you and was like, I'd rather masturbate than to ride your dick? That's very aggressive. So I feel like, for one, the conversations between the two people, that needs to shift, take a shift. Because like I said before, like, sex is more than just physical acts it's mental as well so if you can't mentally stimulate me or if I can't mentally stimulate you then of course the body is not going to do what you expect so there's that and then when it comes to anal sex I mean anal sex is not just something that's you know easy to participate in because one the anal cavity the rectum does not naturally lubricate itself like the vagina it secretes its own lube that's why a pussy can be like just wet at any moment any time but with anal sex you do have to like lubricate it and you have to lubricate the penis or the item that you're inserting inside and also um anal sex is not something that you could just do over like in the next five minutes a person has to really be like relaxed and comfortable because if you penetrate too hard or you know you move too much to the left or the right you just do too much you can for one tear the anal cavity or you can you can hurt the rectum the anal cavity is close to the um to the uh what's that little small thing uh appendix there it goes and the anal cavity is close to that. So, you know, you don't want to disrupt, you don't want to bother that part of the body. And then, you know, people have gone to the hospital for having anal sex incorrectly and it's made them have difficulties using the bathroom. So it's not something that you could just be like, I want to fuck you in the ass and it needs to happen in order for me to satisfy it. It's one of those things where you need to like have consistent conversation. Each person has to relax. They have to understand like motions um, find a good lube. And honestly, if that's not something that they're into, then if that's like a real deal breaker for you, then maybe you should rethink the relationship. But if it's something that you can either look past or you can wait and work on it over time, then definitely just have a conversation about it. And shit, if they watch porn so much, then there are plenty of um, adult movies that detail how to lead up to anal sex. So. Whoa. Wow. That that's deep. It's like, and me as a man, I heard that I want to punch Buddy in the face. Honestly, me as a yeah. hearing that because it's like, if I have a woman, if I don't have enough energy to jack off, if I have enough energy to jack off, I have enough energy to give this woman some dick. That's just how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Even if yeah. I gotta put her in doggy style or a position where, or just let her ride me, I'm, you know what I'm saying? It don't make no sense. Like you lay her right there next to some pussy, and you mean tell me you don't want to fuck. Right. And then on top of that, sometimes people like really base their identity off their sexuality. So if you're basically telling me that you don't find me sexually attractive, then it's just like a damn, that's a slap in the face. Like as a partner, somebody in the relationship and we're in a sexually active relationship and you're basically telling me you don't want to have sex with me, then what the fuck do you want to do? Why are we here then? <laughs> like that's a yeah. huge slap in the face. That is a huge slap in the face. And another, the last thing from this person is, well, how do you deal with a man who can be impatient for the period? Because I know y'all on your period, he'd be, this man would be literally questioning this girl. He'd be like, 
when your period gonna be off like that? How do you deal with a man that's impatient about the period? I'm like, because if it's me, I'm like, I let you do you, you know. So I let Mother Nature do its thing, you know. Exactly. I don't want to, you know, get in the way of that, you know. Exactly. If well, there's no if because I have a menstrual cycle, so it's just like you can't rush that process because not only is Mother Nature like doing her job cleaning me out, this is a moment where me and you could be connecting on a more like spiritual, mental, physical level. Like obviously the sexual attraction is there because obviously you want to fuck me and I'll probably, and I want to fuck you too. Like when a woman period go off and before it comes on, we are at like our peak of horny, like (laughs) that fertility moment and that ovulation period, we are horny. So don't like get it twisted as if like, we don't want to have sex with you or anything like that. But let's use this time to genuinely clean ourselves out and just relax and chill like five however long their periods are four three whatever to seven days a week basically of no sex is not that bad and then of course if you're so horny you could always jack off and then if depending on how their relationship dynamic is if she wanted to if she's feeling good because some women don't feel good when they're having their cycle if she's fine she feels good or whatever the case may be ask for a blowjob now or, listen, I have yeah. <laughs> Oh hell no, 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 no. Stay away from the anal, even if it's even showing, you know what I'm saying, I'm like, you know, stay away from that. Now I've had a woman give me a blowjob while she was on period. Why I didn't cover as uh, a long story those years ago, so but <laughs> I know how that feels. So it's like so I'm glad you answered that question because that was one because this person I'm talking to, they don't they just don't know what to do. They're like in my head I'm I'm looking at her like you're sticking with this motherfucker? Because mm-hmm. I feel like a man will be patient. You feel me? Uh, patience is, is a virtue. It just depends. Some people have patience for certain things. Some people don't. And But if your main objective in a relationship is to be sexually active, like, excuse me, 24-7 all the time, then either A, get you somebody that has that's like getting birth control where they don't have a period, but then you have to deal with the side effects of like all the different hormones that possibly come with it or the um the rapid weight loss or the weight gain. Like there's people or guys, men, whoever, will can complain about like some of the issues that they want in the bedroom, but at the same time, there still needs to be a moment that you realize that women also go through things as well. And so even if you want it that bad and you like just can't wait or you're impatient, think about like how we're feeling. We're the one that's sitting there bleeding our life away, you know, cramping, getting a headache, fatigue, struggling to wake up, um, have to go out and do things. We still have to walk. Some women have butt cramps, you know, some people bleed extremely heavy to where it stinks and we have to take excessive showers, you know, so... Wow. I promise. It, you wait a second, you might you might get a good treat just for being a good boy. <laughs> it's like I'm hearing all this and in my head. I'm like, stay the hell away from her. Just be patient. <laughs> what she needs all the day, you know what I'm saying? And just but some men, they just they just I don't I can't explain for them because sitting here being a man myself, I can't explain though. I just can't make it up. Like they'll be asking when your period off. I'm like, Nick, you that how the hell you that horny, but yet you still wanna watch you wanna jack off in front of her. You know, and then oh, you man, should be I, lucky I, that she got a period because she could be pregnant. Oh yes, 
Yes, that's another thing too. So that's one thing. Yes, that's definitely that's definitely taste. You know, because if she get a period, I mean she ain't pregnant. So you need to be. Well, lucky. some women can some women can um still get a period while they're pregnant. Oh really? Mhm. Wow. It's common sometimes within like the the first within the first and the beginning of the second tri trimester, a woman can still have what is considered a menstrual cycle. Or they start to menstruate but still be pregnant. Oh wow, that is crazy. That that's mm -hmm. interesting. I thought wow, you educated me right now because I thought it was always once and once it comes, then you're good. But, mm -mm. Wow. Just because it comes, it doesn't mean anything. So Especially like if long... you're having unprotected sex and you're not um you're not taking precautions, you're not aware of your ovulation period or your for your fertile moments, all that other kind of stuff, you can still get pregnant. And have a period. So can they get pregnant while on birth control? Because I heard some birth controls don't work. Oh, well, birth control is always 99.9% .9 effective, just like condoms. But there's always that 1%. There's always there's that 1%. A, it's not a thing that birth control doesn't work because birth control has a lot more positives. Depending on the situation, birth control has more pros than cons. But there still is that 1% where, you know... If you don't take your pill like you're supposed to, um, if you don't get your shot within enough time, if it's almost time for your IUD to come out, or it just depends. Like, birth control is very effective, but there's still that 1%. And you can yeah. just do with that information that you will, but condoms have the exact same percentage. So, yes, you going to trust do. the condom yes. or you trust the birth control? That's real. You got to trust the rubber. Now, for men, I've been hearing stories where they're trying to push these sex Birth control pills for men. What do you think about that? Do you think it's uh, men need to take them as well? What do you think? I love it. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh yeah, I love it. I love that one thousand one billion percent because <laughs> it's just like. There was something I saw on the internet. I don't know if it was like on YouTube or whatever. Someone has said that. Um, a man can get as many women as they want pregnant at one time or like multiple times. They can get a woman pregnant every single day. But if a woman gets pregnant, she is pregnant one time for nine months. And then for another two months, she has to recover. So a woman, a woman basically spends an entire year being pregnant by one guy when a guy can go out and impregnate as many women as possible. Why in the fuck did we have to get on birth control if we can only get pregnant by one guy once? It should be men who gets on birth control because, all, and then also it's just, women already have to go through a lot with the whole, um, like our periods and stuff. And from like discovery and looking things up, vasectomies for men, they're reversible. So why not, why not make the man like halt on his actions and like just take less responsibility off on women? It's always like, women, you should close your legs or you shouldn't have sex with a guy unless he's ready to marry you. Women, this, women, that. It's like always pointing the finger at us vulva owners when it's like, mm, you should be pointing the finger at penis owners and telling them to control their whippersnappers and control their cum or their urges. So now this is great for all the men that just sit there and be like, I can't stand condoms. Condoms take the sensation away. 
condoms don't it feels better when it's raw now all of you men can just go get tested like you want to like you need to and then bada bing bada boom you take a birth control pill i'll send an alarm for you oh i'll send real. a reminder is... for you <laughs> she done came up with a game plan fellas that's real that is definitely real and i definitely agree i, I agree you know what i'm saying as a man i'm like look it does feel good raw but i said i i know it does but at the same time like i whip out that condom quick too because like you can't get the wrong person pregnant and that's why there's a lot of bitter motherfuckers in the world because you didn't got the wrong person pregnant and even then there's a lot of stds in this world true just because it feels raw that is just because raw feels good that doesn't mean shit raw is not worth getting an uncurable std but even then there are plenty of people who live their life you know, with an STD and all this other kind of stuff, but we're not going to also act like people don't shame people who get an STD. So, if, like, if there is a way for you to present, I mean, not present, if there's a way for you to present, prevent, there we go, that from happening, then, of course, you know, do your due diligence. Go get tested like you're supposed to and have open and honest communication with people. If you know that you have an STD that's basically in your blood system, then be honest with the person that you're having sex with. Just because you have that, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have sex with you. I might just ask you more questions to make sure we can be safe so I don't be put in the same situation. But people That's, don't think yeah. like that. Yeah, people don't think like that. And also, people would be so willing to talk to somebody with an STD, and I'm like, can you? I just want to make sure you can't pass it to me, right? You know what I'm saying? Look, if you tell me that, I'll just have to know I got to wrap it up, you know? You know, there's always questions and there's always ways to like get around it and like just make sure you don't put your, you're not in a situation where you end up getting it. But like I said, people have lived very, 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 very healthy lives and happy lives with STDs that are curable and uncurable. So we should That's just right. educate ourselves more on it and just talk about it openly and be more open to hearing people out instead of judging them but also do our part and that's why going to get tested knowing our status and being upfront with our partners once we figure out our status yes that's real that's real now that we didn't got the the doctor shit out the way you know what i'm saying <laughs> let's get into some other things because how can what do you think about this whole i know you've probably seen this conversation on twitter a lot of men been getting shamed for last only three minutes but it's like you when you make a woman come in three minutes, you're a hero. But if she makes you come in three minutes, it's like you're the you're 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 sorry. Like talk to me, what do you think when you see these conversations like women just shaming men for only less than three minutes and the other way around? What do you think? Um, I really have I have no real opinion on it it's weird okay i do have an opinion i think that it's weird because vulva owners women um can come multiple times they can orgasm multiple times so instead of depending on penetration or oral stimulation to get off we should try doing like a lot more things but we also shouldn't shame men we also shouldn't shame men for coming so fast because that could be a, a number of reasons. It could be because of the fact that they're so excited 
Like, if I feel like, honestly, it's a compliment if I make a guy come really fast. Because in a way, it's just like, damn, it was that good. Like, it felt really good. Or they haven't had it in a long time. They're really excited. Um, whatever the case may be. There's a lot of reasons to it. But also the problem with that is we assume that sex is over just because a man ejaculates. And I think that's where the issue lies. Just because they ejaculate doesn't mean sex has to stop. That's what, you know, sex toys are for, fingers are for, that's what a tongue is for. <laughs> Showers Ooh, together. To the people, yes. Like, you know, because we can do I... a lot more than just he sticks his dick in, stick it in, stick it in, stick it in, roll. And then three minutes later, boom, he's done. Just because he's done, I don't mean he can't do no more work. <laughs> Listen, and honestly, I feel like if a man really likes you, he's going to put in more work. That's just me. I feel like if a man really likes you, he's going to put in some more work instead of I mean, just worrying about his nuts. It depends because sometimes um, with men or penis owners, you can make yourself calm, but also the, sometimes you ejaculate naturally. So it really... The whole idea of like how much they feel about you, it can't take away from the fact that it feels really, really good or they're really, really excited. Like if you got that good, good, like you say you do, and you have that confidence within yourself and then depending on what you're doing, if you like laying down on his back and you get on top and you do like your your go-to move as soon as you put it inside and you're dripping wet, then yeah, if you got a fat ass and I'm just saying for an example for me, like if I was a dude and my girl gets on top and she's riding my dick and she got a fat ass and she starts doing like this crazy trick move and then she grabs my balls and squeeze it at the right consistency, yeah, I'm a nut quick. The fuck? You look good and you're pussy wet and you're going to sit here and ride my dick like this? Like, what you expect? You expect me to hold it? No, I'm not going to hold my pee. I'm not saying it's pee, but I'm not going to hold yeah. it. I'm going to release this and you're just going to have to deal with the fact that you just sit there and did that. But just because I come quick, that doesn't mean I'm not going to let you get yours so we can do some other stuff while you come some more and then when my dick get back hard, you're, gonna, you're just going to catch this work. <laughs> and you better I not wish run. More Listen, I wish more women would understand that. Now, staying with religion, what do you think about the women that be withholding sex from their man, but then talk about their man like, oh, he can't last long in bed and stuff? Because I'm like, don't y'all know a man got to at least come at least 21 times to prevent prostate cancer? Like, y'all got to help this out, man. What do you think? Wait, say the first, what was the question? What? Okay, the question was, uh, what do you think about women who be in relationships, but they brag about, they treat sex as a chore? Like, what what do you think when you hear that? That some women, they treat sex as a chore. Let's just start there. As a chore? Oh. Meaning as something they don't want to do. <laughs> I legit have no opinion because it's like, that, if that's what you want and that's how you like your relationship to be, then shit, that's on you. Sex is not a chore over here. It's a requirement. It's a requirement. Like when you go to school and they say you need these books to pass this class, <laughs> that's what sex is over here. So it's like, if that's what you like, if sex is a chore and you don't find it, you know, that fun, then I would say that you need to talk to somebody, someone like me, the intimacy coach, and figure out like, what is it that makes it not fun? Is it your partner or is it you? Are you self-conscious? Do you feel like you don't have enough confidence within yourself to make sex fun? Or does it hurt too bad? And you're just like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to deal with that pain. Or does it feel too good and it makes you feel awkward and you don't know how to take it in? So, yeah, I have no real opinion about that. That's different. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, because someone they be bragging about it and stuff. They be like, oh, they be withholding sex from their man, and they'll they'll wonder why he become a quick. I'm like, well, you be withholding it from him. What you expect? Some men might feel that way. Some men might like it. It just depends. It's all like personality and um sexual preferences. They might like the idea of like being able to have that kind of control because that can in a sense be like BDSM for them or like role playing in a way. It could be like a kink where I'm holding this from you and you have to like basically do something, something extravagant, something big, or like you have to show grand gestures in order for me to give you sex. Now that in a way that could be fun. It's very flirtatious. Um, It's kinky in a sense. It just yeah. Depends. yeah, it just all depends on personality and like what's the reason. Is it like a chore? Just like when you were growing up and your parents gave you chores and stuff like that, you got a reward once you got those chores, like once you completed those chores. So maybe like the man has to do oh so many things, and then once you do these things in a certain sequence, then you get poom poom. And it's so Listen, good, they make it come quick. <laughs> it is, but see, the one thing y'all know some women don't realize is that's why men be cheating because it's like no. Hey, you might see me do all this over here. Obviously, for some men, the ones that are habitual cheaters, you know what I'm saying? Not, no. I don't know. Because I feel like if it's good, I'm not going to cheat. But you got some men out here that they see all that and they're like, man, I can just go down the street, go get it from somebody else. Then if you feel that way, then why don't you just leave the relationship and go keep getting it from that somebody else? <laughs> like I said, STDs are real, man. <laughs> and if you're not happy in your relationship, then there's no point of you just sitting there and just sticking around and staying because of whatever your reason is. Like, if you're not happy, sit down and have a conversation with that person and see if you can come to a compromise. And if you guys can come to a compromise and whatever the main issue is, is like that big ass deal breaker for you, then it sounds hard. And I mean, it sounds easy. Of course, easier said than done. But what's more important, your sexual needs or your mental health? <laughs> so, hello. You got to pick a side and then stick to it. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to pick a side and stick to it. You know what I'm saying? You got to ride out with that side. And you got to stay with that side. Now, let's get let's help the men out. How can a man tell if she got bad poom poom? Oh, her hygiene. Her, um, yeah, her hygiene. Her hygiene and her health, basically. If you um go on a date with a girl, not even just go on a date. If you have a conversation with somebody and they say they don't drink no water bad hygiene water is there are now i will say this there are a lot of fruits and vegetables that do have a lot of water inside of it but if you just don't naturally clean yourself out and drink water all you do is drink like lemonade soda pop whatever juice all the time and you eat fast food you don't know how, you don't cook like i'm not saying that people need to know how to cook Every single thing, like your mother's uh, famous green bean casserole or something like that. I'm not saying that at all. But you should at least know how to cook the basics and not always rely on fast food or restaurants to be your main source of um, hunger, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, her yeah. so her hygiene yeah, and her so health. Because somebody asked me this on another podcast and it's like, like, you know, I couldn't really tell it feels bad because it just, sometimes it feels the same or I don't know. Like, if you get in it, how can you tell? Um, Once you're inside, bad, it, 
bad is one of those things where it's like um it's a personal preference because what's bad for one guy is great for another like is it bad because it's dry now if it's dry it could be for several reasons maybe she's not as attracted to you as you think or there could be some type of chemical or hormonal imbalance that causes her not to be able to secrete as much but in my personal opinion um everybody especially who is sexually active and consenting adults we should all have different types of lube and our sex uh, area, just because of the fact that you never know what can happen or what's going on. So there's that. Is it bad because it smells? I mean, if it smells, you shouldn't be going in it, to be honest. And if it smells, smells, you should definitely like say, hey, I think you should go get into the shower. And if that person respects you and wants to have sex with you, they won't take offense to it. They'll get their ass in the shower. And if they get in the shower and it still smell, yeah, you got another problem that you need to deal with. And y'all just gonna have to sit down and have a conversation and be like, look, it's a little smell and the smell is not healthy. It's a little tart. So I'm not going to disrespect you, but I would like for you to like get that checked out before we engage in any other activity. That's real. That's definitely real. Now, aside from the hygiene and taking care of yourself, how can a lady tell if a man got bad dick? <laughs> Subject. Still subjective, but um, aside from health and hygiene, How can you, t you never know. Cause you know, sometimes men can really give you like a little surpriser. Some guys that you think like when you look at them and they don't have a print in certain clothes or whatever the case may be, it's just like, oh, they're small. They're small. This is going to do nothing. But then you get in the bedroom with them and then like they have a whole woodpecker just out and ready to show you. And then you're like, oh shit, where did that come from? So there's that. Um, it's subjective. Me personally, I could tell a guy, for me, the guys that I've had bad sex from were the ones that were overly confident in themselves. Like, if they just walked around and was like, I know my dick good. I got pressure. This dick gonna put you to sleep. Blah, 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 blah. And then they give it to me, and I'm just like, well, I'm wide awake. So, what's next? <laughs> okay, so, damn, yeah. damn. That's, yeah, that is crazy right there that some men can't have that much. But look, it is what it is. I'm just like, it's like, I know my shit good. I just don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what some men need to learn how to do, you know? You know, I feel like there's definitely some subtle ways that you can, you can show or express, like, how good you are in the bedroom. But when you're just overly, like, doing way too much about, like, how good your dick is, and that's when it's just like, all right, I think you're cap. <laughs> oh, man. That, that that is crazy, right? There, that some man would just be capped like that. I'm like, brothers, we definitely gotta do better, you know. You know, we we definitely try. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. I hope y'all are enjoying this first sex conversation of 2022. We we helping y'all out with the sex, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, what do you think about like? So, what's the best loop to use? Because I mean, there's some men that probably ain't never touched the lube, you know what I'm saying? So what's the best, I guess, spit be their lube? Like, what's <laughs> a good lube to buy? Um, spit is not always a good lube, so don't always depend on it because sometimes your mouth can be dry. And if you ain't brushed your teeth, don't spit in my cootie cat or I'm going to beat your ass. But um, the best lube, the best lubes I've ever had was from Joe. It's just spelled J-O. Um, They have great arrangement of lubes. They have... um. With water-based, silicone, hybrid, 
Um, they have good anal lubes. They have good uh, temperature play lubes because they have a warming sensation. They have a cooling sensation. Like all of my lubes that I love to death is Joe. Um, when you get a water-based lube though, because they're all for different things, water-based lube is best for basically spit starting. If you trying to spit start the pom pom just before you like ready to get inside of it, boom, water-based lube. And then it's going to start getting wet. And it's good because um, water, it absorbs faster. So you will use water-based lube for people who just need like a little quick pick-me-up. Like, okay, I'm a little dry. Would you put some little lubrication right there? Boom, we good to go. Um, a hybrid lube is just for like good in-betweens where it's like they have issues with being wet or lubricated, but it's not too many issues, but you still want it to just be wet like a little bit longer, like something more than a pick-me-up. But also water-based lubes are good for toys. I have like, <laughs> I have a bucket full of adult novelty products and all of my toys require that I use water-based lube or like something will happen to the material. And then silicone lube is basically extremely slippery, even if you get into the shower. Like silicone lube is the best lube to use for shower sex. If you ever had shower sex, people say that it's lame and it's boring or it's not what the hype makes it seem to be because like the water gets inside and it feels awkward. If you want that sense, if you want to have shower sex and you want to experience like that lustful um, scene from a movie, then definitely use silicone lube because it's going to stay there for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Now we got to talk about giving head. Now, where do men go wrong with giving head? Because I got to start right there with that. Because I've had some women tell me that some men, they just, they just ain't good at giving head. I got to tell them what to do and stuff. Like, how do why do men get a bad rep for giving head? Um, Because men always assume that the place to stay and start is the clitoris. Now, the clitoris, but what? They don't automatically know what the clitoris is, for one, because the clitoris, the part of the clitoris that we see that is external is the clitoral gland, and that's only 10% of it. The rest of the clitoris is like past the vat, the vagina lips and all that kind of stuff. It looks like a wishbone. If you look, if you Google um, the whole clitoris, literally type in Google the whole clitoris, it looks like a wishbone, and it's like behind the lips, like it's in basically in the vaginal in the vagina. So when you just sit there and you look at the clitoral gland the whole time, left, right, up, down, that's annoying because one, the clitoris is not stimulated or the gland, she's not stimulated. She's still covered by the clitoral hood and she's waiting for like other things to happen to make her excited in order for her to stick her head out all the way and be good. So men or people who like to eat pussy, basically, instead of just focusing on that one spot that you think is the clitoris, Try like licking around the va the vaginal lips, the vo um the labias. That's what they're called. Um, stick a finger or take lick your finger, put some spit on it. Make sure your fingers are clean, a thousand percent. If your fingers are not clean, then get a condom and stick your finger inside the vaginal opening and play with it a little bit. If you have a long enough tongue, stick your tongue inside the vaginal opening and like move it in a circle. If you really really want to get kinky and just wake the whole vagina up. Um, do the alphabet A through Z with your whole tongue across the entire vagina. And then every time you go to a vowel, start humming. And then if you want to go stupid crazy, go it backwards, Z through A. <laughs> oh, wow. So talk about the fingering, because it's like now, I've, I've learned this always. Some of them, 
some women they be going crazy about the fingering, but you get another woman they they don't really like the fingering too much. They're like they they not doing they don't do nothing for them. I'm like, what the fuck? So is that proper technique when it comes to fingering? Um, it's not really a technique. It is based upon what the woman wants and what her body likes. Um, so when it, but like I said, when it comes to sticking a finger inside, for one, you have to see like what she's comfortable with because maybe some women don't like the fact like of a big ass thing. I don't know. It's like people are so different when it comes to certain things. They will want like to have a big dick or a nice size penis inside of them, but a finger, it just feels too weird. Or maybe like when they're adding a finger, it's not the time to add one. Like you don't want to put your finger inside and you've only been eating her pussy for like two, three minutes. The pussy's not warmed up all the way yet. You want to make sure like she's warmed up. The clitoris is starting to, the clitoral gland is starting to peek its head out. Um, she's naturally secreting her own juices herself. And it's not mostly like your spit going in and out, going around everywhere. Like you want to make sure there's enough blood flowing. The pussy is juicier. You want to make sure you add a finger or add other things at the right time. And that takes communication, honestly. And it also just takes um, reading body languages. Like if she's starting to pull Ooh. your head in closer and stuff like that, like she wants you more deep inside of like her, your head, really deep inside of her vagina, then, you know, those are moments where you possibly could add a finger. If, um... Let's say you're eating her out and you start tilting her or you start pushing her legs all the way back to where her feet are hit against the wall and she's not like clenching or clapping her legs together. Then that could be a moment where you add a finger inside. Um, what's another moment? You can honestly use a finger to swipe across the clitoris while your tongue is inside. You know, there's multiple ways you can use a finger and not just have to use it like for the vaginal opening. You can use the fingers or two of your fingers to massage the labias. Massage. I said corsage. <laughs> you can use two <laughs> of your fingers to massage the labias while your tongue is like in her vaginal opening and your nose is flicking across her clitoris. It's ways to just make the pussy go dumb. Now, now how do you do this shit in public? Like, you know, because I've been seeing it on YouTube and stuff, the the man, they be they be playing them. They be playing with that woman while they at a restaurant, or if she's on a flight or something. Like, is there a technique for that? That get that will definitely go. Let them go crazy. Oh well, in in situations like that in public, of course, you always need a rug, not a rug, a blanket or something because you need to cover yourself. Of course, because that's public nudity. That's in a sense of public nudity, and if people don't want to see that, like you need to have consent from others. So there's that. But of course, you know, if you're trying to be freaky deaky with your um with your partner and stuff like that, always have like a blanket to cover yourself up when you make enough room. So that way, as the finger is moving and moving crazy and stuff like that, you do um it doesn't seem like extremely obvious. But also, um, another great thing is to get like a a couple's toy. There are plenty of couples toys. I recently got one from a company that I'm a brand, I have a brand deal with. Their name, their company is Shop Shop Cedar, and they have a toy it's called a Satisfier Pro. And I basically will put it across my clitoris, and my partner downloads the app on his phone, and he can decide on how the vibration settings are going to be, how fast, how slow. <laughs> different pulsations and all this other kind of stuff, and it's really really cool. 
So you can always go that route where you have like a um a sex toy attached to your underwear and get one that's like a pleasure play with an app on your phone. And that's another way you can make it like very discreet but still sexy. Yes, yes. That's that's definitely that's definitely something to look into and stuff. So definitely is. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. We're about to go overtime because this sex talk getting good, y'all. Mm-hmm. So get your liquor poured up if you haven't done so already. So talk to me about this. How do you know if it's bad head from a lady? Like, let's say a man's laying down, he get bad head. How do you know if it's bad head? How can you tell if it's bad head? If he think? doesn't put, like, no energy into it. If he don't put no energy into it. Yeah, like, because it, sex in itself is an activity. And it's not one of those activities, especially with, between two consent, two or more consenting adults. It's not an activity where you just want to, like, you want to lick it boring, not enthusiastic. Like, there's a way that you can lick it slow and still have energy. There's a way that you can lick it fast and still have energy. So it's like, if you put no energy, you put no care no real effort. You're just down. You're only down there to eat me out just to make my pussy wet enough to fuck, but not down there to eat me out because you really want to eat me. You want to taste me. You want to like suck my soul out of my clitoris. If you're not down there bringing that kind of energy, then yeah, it's boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but talk to some of them ladies because some ladies, they don't even like to give head. I'm like, how you expect to moisturize my beard, but you won't suck my dick? Me that goes back again to preference because if you all because also if a girl tells you from the beginning i don't suck dick but you still choose to fuck thinking that you're going to persuade her into doing it well she told you she don't suck dick so you should have believed yeah, her but she some, said it. yeah but some of them don't don't like they they don't like to say they don't suck dick Oh, they'll just like lead you on. Um, well, to be honest, I am a big advocate for this. If you are not getting what you're expected out of the bedroom, then I definitely just be like, hey, just stand up and be like, hey, look, it was nice to meet you, but I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm an advocate for leaving. Like, I'm not going to waste my time with somebody who can't, you know, supply my needs. And especially if we've had conversations prior to, if this is a one night stand type situation, that's your own fault. You just like said it's a one night stand. But if we had conversations prior to, then, you know, I think you should kind of like talk me through what's going on here. And if you just don't like sucking dick, but you never thought about it before. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, hey, would you suck my dick? And you're like, no, then either I'm going to leave or I'm going to just continue to have sex without getting my dick sucked. But I'm going to leave because I like oral sex. So, Shit, I leave too, you know what I'm saying? Because I done had that happen too many times. I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I probably yeah. So, how can you tell if a woman's giving you bad head? A woman, like, eating my pussy or a woman sucking dick? A woman sucking dick. Um, How can you tell a woman? Who? How can you tell? I don't know. Hmm. How can you tell if a woman is sucking dick back? Uh, teeth. If depending on the person likes it or not. Some people like a little mm. pressure. Some people like a little pain. So it's like I can't tell bad or not because it depends on the kink. <laughs> um. 
if it's bad, if our mouth honestly is dry for a very long time, I would say that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I would say All that. Right, you like, can... if your mouth is always dry, for sure. To give her some water, I guess, to give her some to make, make moisten her mouth, I guess. Sometimes people need more than water. Because I know for me, because of the activities I participate in, I get cotton mouth very heavy. And I could drink a bottle of water and my mouth is still like, <laughs> like dry. <laughs> so I need like some juice or some flavor to really like get in there. And that way I can start salivating. And then I can get to the nitty gritty of blowing bubbles. That's real. That's real. So what's the best juice to give somebody in doubt, help them start salivating? Cranberry juice. Any natural uh, juice. Cranberry juice, apple juice, orange juice. I wouldn't say lemonade because it's high. Like any juice that's not high in sugars, to be honest. Because like even though you have a lot of sugar inside of it, it just, it's not really good for your body. So a natural juice. That's just real. not banana juice. Just not bananas. No. Banana juice? Like some people like want to juice a banana or like if you make a if you make a smoothie, just not thick and banana. I'm just gonna say for me personally because I like to swallow, I, the taste of banana and cum is not a good mixture. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> yeah, mm -mm. that's an interesting. Mm -mm. Banana and cum. That's not that's that's a crazy combination. You know what I'm saying? It so. is, and they're both thick, so. And but their taste is very, very, very different. But their consistency is the same. But the taste is not a good clash. It's a very nasty clash. Very, very nasty. I would have never thought of that, but <laughs> mm, <I'm> <laughs> that's crazy stuff. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. Uh, you keep mentioning kinks and stuff. How do you? How does one discover their kinks? Now, how does a person discover their kinks if they're just used to? Doing is having they're just a fucking and just and getting out. Like, how's the person discover their kinks? Um, figure out what turns you on and see how far it take how far that takes you. Like, for example, if you like pain in the bedroom, what kind of pain? Do you like the pain of being bit? Do you like the pain of being slapped? Um, do you like to be whipped? Do you like to be um, flogged? Do you like to be cut, scratched? Like, what kind of pain do you like? And is this something that you like in the act of sex? Is it something that you like to see? Like, what about this thing that you like? Where and why do you like it? And then however far you're willing to take it and whatever that stopping point is, that's how you figure out what your kink is. That is crazy. That is some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. And by the way, that movie was trash, but that is crazy. <laughs> if <laughs> you want to read geeks. a better, honestly, a better slash, not a better slash kinkier book is by this author. His name is Stephen Smith. He has a book called Room 918. It's like a very, very kinky book I read. And I read it in like four hours because I couldn't put it down. It's a very like sinful, lustful, sexual book. Wow, wow. That, that's interesting. Wow. So how do you help their how would how would one help their partner find their sexual things? Or is this something y'all can find together or is this you got definitely find a great well you can find it with your partner, you can find it on your own. Um on your both journeys are amazing because they're um like self-reflecting um 
what's another word I'm looking for? It's it's an amazing journey, whether you do it by yourself or with your partner. <laughs> Excuse me. If you do it by yourself, you're able to look at more things and not feel ashamed because you won't have someone that could possibly judge you. Because some of us are very ashamed of the things that we like in the bedroom because we're afraid of being judged by others. But um, if you are trying to discover a kink with your partner, the best place to always start for solo journeys or with your partner is the sex store. And not just some basic sex store where they have like basic lingerie and a basic dildo, basic vibrators. I'm not saying like anything basic. No, not no chain store that's in every freaking city. No, you need to go to a sex store, an adult novelty store that is extensive. Like you see... They have a section for vibrators and bullets. They have a section for dildos. They have a section for anal stimulation, a section for anal play, a section for BDSM, um, kinks. They have adult novelty movies all across the place, lingerie, stripper heels. Like, you need to go to a raunchy, like, down-the-barrel sex store. And, like, that's, that's a great place to start figuring out your kinks. And even if you just walk around and you look at stuff, um, most stores, they allow you to like pick items up. And even then, if, depending on like how nice you are to clerks, they allow you to touch um, the stuff. They'll give you gloves so you can feel it. Um, they clean it. A lot of sex stores that I've been to, they've been very, very clean. They're actually cleaner than a lot of regular places because they have to go overboard to keep up the image of like, even though this is a kink shop, we're still um, community friendly. But yes, yeah, that's real. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Now, another thing I do want to cover, like, with popping pills and stuff, because you see the women and the men be popping the gas station pills, men be bragging, like, <laughs> I'm on a gas station pill and stuff. Or the women be, like, talking about, oh, I'm going to pop this pussy pink, whatever. It's like, yeah. so what do you think about the pills? Do they really help or are they just a waste of time? I actually did a YouTube video. I used to do YouTube videos before I um, started becoming an intimacy coach. And I used, to, I reviewed um, adult novelty products. So I worked at a sex store. And for me, I tried three of them. I tried a Climax Peel, the Pink Pussy, and I forgot what the other one was. It was some other one, but it's on my YouTube channel under Fairy Sex Mother. And <laughs> they do work, but it re everyone's body is different. So I gave my personal review, and at the time, I weighed, like, a certain amount. I was eating certain food. It says don't drink with liquor, but some people drink it with liquor. Like, you know, everyone's body is different. Everyone's body reacts differently. And for me, the Climax pill was the best one. Literally, I go into detail about the story, but it says, like, on the back of the pill, wait 45 minutes to engage in sexual activity. Because um, that's when the pill was going to kick in. And my boyfriend was going to pick me up from work. And I told him, like, I calculated what time I got off work. I got off work at midnight. And he said he'll be there at midnight. So I took the pill at 11.15 on the dot. So that way, like, the 45 minutes, as soon as we get in the car, I was going to be, like, all over him, like, white on rice. Literally, after I took the pill five minutes later, my mouth is, like, dropping juices. Like, I am craving to suck his dick like it was it was crazy so as soon as he came to my job and I clocked out of work I literally took him to the car 
and we pulled over somewhere else in the parking lot, got in the back seat, and then I slurped him until he ejaculated my throat. <laughs> wow, that's real. So they they work, y'all. They work. They work. It so, just depends on your body. It just depends on who you are as a person. That's real. Now, another thing I've been seeing on TikTok is different foods. Um, they be saying help with sex and stuff. It helps with stamina and stuff. What what's the best things you can recommend people eat before having sex? Like, or if they know they're gonna have sex, they need to get this in their system. Fruits and veggies are always a great way to go. Because vegetables just give you natural energy and so do fruits because they have natural sugars and they just make you taste good. Not now it's not a thousand percent true about the whole pineapple thing. Like if you eat so many pineapples. Um, your juices start to taste like pineapples. But what it does, it makes you taste sweeter. It makes you taste, it tastes more, it's going to sound weird when I say this, it just tastes more enjoyable. I'm not saying like a person tastes nasty or tastes bad, because to be honest, nobody has a legit taste taste, but you have a flavor in a sense. Like you have a natural body flavor and it just makes your flavor enhanced when you eat fruits and vegetables and drink water and so that's just like my whole i'm not really like a thousand percent in tune with the whole you eat this fruit it does this you eat this vegetable it does that lately i've been eating pescatarian slash vegan since january and since i've been doing that i have seen an increase in my sexual urges an increase in my orgasms and my energy and my stamina, but for the most part, I just eat fruits and vegetables. So that's what I can tell people, eat your fruits and vegetables and try to stay away from um, fast food or fried food because it brings you down and it drags you down. Yes, that's right, that does, that does do that. So now we wanna go back to, we're gonna take it back to the dating scene and be like, so how can a person tell if, like how can a man tell if this person wanna fuck them? Like straight up, how, how can they feel? I mean, my courses, I honestly teach blunt and uh, I teach bluntness and honesty, but still flirty. So body language is definitely a way you could tell somebody wants to fuck. But you also have to be like, you have to be careful just because a person is showing um, a sex of cleavage, body parts. They're like pushing up against you. That doesn't necessarily mean they want to flirt with, they want to fuck you. They're just being overly flirtatious with you. So I would say don't think anything, don't assume anything until the person physically tells you because you'd rather have verbal consent than to go based off of what their body is doing because that could flip back on you and be like, you took advantage of me when I didn't give you permission to. I never vocally said something. So you always want to look for verbal consent rather than assuming based off of how their body is set up or how their position that's real. That's real. That, that's definitely good right there. So another question I have, like, so what are some sex myths that you've seen on social media or some things about sex you've seen on social media? You're just like, you're fed up with it. You're like, shut the fuck up. Here's the truth. What do you think? A sex myth. That's a good question. There's so many. <laughs> What's a sex myth I've seen on social media? The one I hate the most, honestly, is... um dick shaming men 
I hate the fact that people talk about like, oh, if he got a little dick, his sex is bad. No, it's not. <laughs> little dick men, and even then, it's not even little. It's average because anything smaller than average is a, it's considered a micro penis. So it's average. But I hate that when people talk about average penis size men and say that their dick is little, they go based off of what they hear in music videos or what they see on social media or what they hear on the internet. Like, oh, he got to have a big dick in order to fuck you good. No, he doesn't. Because sometimes guys with big dicks can't even use it. It's just big. <laughs> um, Another sex myth. <sighs> oh, that if this is what I really hate. If he only fucks you from the back, that means like he doesn't find you attractive or he doesn't want to see your face. Fuck that. I got a fat ass and I got pretty tattoos on my back. I'm pretty sure he wants to see that and nut on that rather than just to always look at my face. Like I'm just saying like some people have like bodies that are works of art and I want to and they want to like see that. And there's nothing wrong with getting back shots all the time. Me personally, it's my favorite position to get fucked in, especially if I want to get like railed and fucked. Yeah, like, fuck me from the back. You can't, I don't want to be railed and fucked in missionary. That's too passionate. That's too, like, emotional. I don't want to get railed and fucked from the side. That's too um, sensual. So, people like me who like to get fucked <laughs> and not have sex, I like to get fucked. Yeah, back shots is a great thing. But I hate when people say that if he fuck you from the back, that he doesn't like your face. No, he loves his face because he's going to nut on it after he's done. But... <laughs> I want to get fucked from the back. That's really wow. <laughs> hey, that that is great. You know what I'm saying? So, how can you figure out how a person feels about like what communication be? How do you open the dialogue with sex? You know what I'm saying? Because it's always awkward. And then you it comes off as oh, you just want to fuck. Um, at the end of the day, we're grown, and oh, we're all adults. We're all consenting adults. So. And also, if if you're having sex, it should never be an awkward conversation. And the second that somebody feels awkward talking about sex around me, I either remove myself from the situation or I just don't talk about it at all. Because one, I am a sexually liberated person, but at the same time, there's so many things around us that surrounds this world around sex that it's kind of like, how can you avoid the conversation? Because sex doesn't always mean a dick going inside a vagina or a vagina against the vagina or toys. There's like, um, Florida just uh, banned kindergarten through third graders talking about uh, calling something gay, the don't say gay bill. Um, Texas has their thing with abortions. California has their thing going on with abortions. That's all in the world of sex. Um, like you said earlier, there's a new uh, pill that's being discovered for men to take it as birth control. So, you know, the world of sex is so huge that me talking about anything in the world of sex shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be awkward. But if I'm leading into wanting to be sexually active with somebody, I'll just ask them questions like, you know, I don't ask the body count question because that's irrelevant. I don't care how many people you've had sex with because that doesn't mean you're good at it. It just means that you've had sex with this many people. So I would ask questions like, um, when was the last time you had sex? I would ask that for starters. So that way I can see how they respond to it. And then we can make it either like a flirty, funny conversation or it becomes like this very strict, stern, serious conversation. 
Now, okay, now you're going to trigger another question for me because I was about to write it up. But I ain't got to. How do you help a man who, or help a woman who hasn't had sex in a while? Like, like say it's been like six or seven months since they have sex. Like, what's the tip for them? Like, if they do get sexually active with somebody, make sure they go get tested. Like, both of you guys go get tested. If it's one of those things where you really want to like sleep with this person and they really want to sleep with you, you both should go get tested for one. So that way, if the decision does come to not use condoms at least you both know each other's status that's always a plus um but even then get some condoms get some lube um relax find ways to like help you and that person relax because you could be like very nervous you could be antsy especially you haven't done it in a while you might feel as if you don't have the performance or the good stamina you know, just find ways to relax. What gets you calm? What keeps you cool, calm, and collected at all times? Um, I would say put on a movie, but boo, that's boring. Uh, you don't have to necessarily put on a movie, but like, you know, find some good music, have a good conversation, really engage in foreplay. Foreplay is a great way to like understand the vibe, get a connection, make the atmosphere feel sexual, sensual. And then, you know, once you have like all the foreplay acts out of the way, then you engage in sexual activity because oral sex is not foreplay. So you could try like kissing, giving giving each other a massage, trying lingam or yoni massages are also great ways to like get a person comfortable in the bedroom. Um, stimulating conversations can be used as foreplay. We play a drinking game together. If you smoke, smoke together. Hey, <laughs> listen to some music, dance, put on some lingerie. Put on a robe, take a shower together, get in the bathtub together. Um, yes, do, do naked yoga together. Hell, it's so many things that you could do with your partner before you actually engage in sex so that way you won't either perform less or be nervous about what's going on. That's real. So we're we about to wrap this up soon. So, okay. give, all right, we're going to give a, I want you to give a tip to the men and give a tip to the woman when it comes to sex. Um, a tip to a woman, fast does not always mean great when it comes to sucking dick. And that's something like I talk about a lot. You do not always have to like suck the dick really, really fast just to make something happen. Sometimes slow and sensual wins the race. We all seen the tortoise in the hair and you saw that the bunny rabbit thought he was the shit because he was going fast, end up losing. So always keep that in mind when it comes to sucking dick. Sometimes slow, sensual and sexy can get the job done. And, and <laughs> excuse me, men, ah, uh, men, 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 men. Oh, what could you guys? <laughs> oh, men, it's so many, so many, not so many, but it is. Don't be so quick to rush for play because women, in a, I'm going to say this in a heterosexual situation because not all men are heterosexuals. So, in a heterosexual situation, um, women can orgasm, come, secrete, whatever, multiple times. And you rushing past foreplay just to get into the penetration part or the oral sex part, it causes a lot of tension to happen that's unexpected or it doesn't feel as good as you would like for it to. So don't be so quick to rush through everything. Enjoy the process. Just like when you're healing from 
football practice or when you're stretching before you do a really, really good workout, you enjoy the stretches and you endure it because it's a benefit. Same thing happens with foreplay. Don't be so quick to rush the process. Oh, those are some great tips, some great conversation. Some of y'all, I hope y'all learned something from this podcast, but we'll get you out of here. So what's your plan? So what you got planned for 2022 with your podcast and with everything? Well, with my podcast, we're going to start um, transferring over to YouTube. So that way I just won't be on Anchor. It's going to be my podcast on my streaming platform, or the streaming platform that I am on, plus YouTube. So we're going visuals now. And for Fairy Sex Mother herself, um, I was recently asked and invited to speak at a seminar in Chicago, and I'll be announcing that very, very soon once I get the more like more details on it. And yeah, honestly, we just going crazy, going kinky. I want to do like more Zoom calls and talk about freaky stuff with people and give them live demonstrations. I love doing live demonstrations for people and showing them like this is what you need to do and this is how it looks to be like this kind of kinky person and yeah if you just ever want to like have a freaky talk or understand your body's wants and needs you can always book a session with me on my website and then yeah that's about it really that's real lastly why do people need to subscribe to the set experience podcast you said three reasons why or just why I people said- just why? Just why do people need to subscribe to the Sex Trends podcast? Because I talk my shit with no filter. That's the only place you'll ever catch me having no filter. Everywhere else, I try to stay as professional as possible because I do want to. I'm in school for marriage and family therapy. I'm working on my master's at the moment. So I do have to practice um, my speech towards others. But if you just want to catch me at my most raw, unfiltered, don't give a fuck ass attitude. That's where you'll catch me at the most. <laughs> that's real. That's real. I want to thank you for your time and thank you for coming on. Look at talking. You know I'm saying you kept it so real. You answered all the questions. Uh, you helped. You gave the people a good understanding about sex. I highly appreciate it. And whenever you need me to be on your podcast, like I tell everybody, I might be in Florida, but I'm just one DM away. So. Whenever you're ready to have me on your podcast, we chop it up and we'll just be raw and unfiltered. You let me know. I owe that to you. Oh, of course. You already know. We have already had that discussion in the DMs and stuff, too. It's coming real soon. Yeah, so y'all stay tuned for that. Y'all look for that collab. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to this edition of Look at Talk. You know what I'm saying? I want to thank everybody for that. I had an open mind. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't so bad to talk about sex, you know. So I want right. to thank everybody for having an open mind. So, and also I want to thank you, Perry Six Mother, for a blessing to look and talk with your presence. And you highly appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. We never got to do this again. Yes, we will. And now that I know you're in Florida, hey, I'll let you know. Hey, if you're if if you in Tampa, I'll let me. And if I come to Jacksonville, because I got a mama in Jacksonville, I got people in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, I might come. I might have to holler. We can go drink and stuff. We can definitely go out. Yes, drink. yes, yes. God, we'll set that up. We'll definitely set that up. And thank you to listeners once again. This has been Liquor Talk. Remember, the more you drink, the better we sound. So I sound <laughs> a whole lot better with some liquor. And until the next podcast, we are out, this motherfucker. Good night. <laughs>